0: just like that everybody we are live here another episode of leap into the week happy monday morning to you everybody all right i'm here with no other than our honored guest as always mr patrick Fingles, ceo over a leap what's up what's up ceo leap and mouth of the south
1: you know we were just talking about we're talking about precision precision speaking I was like, man, I'm gonna try to be a little more concise on this one. I was going tangents, but let's see how we go. It'll probably go for 45 minutes. It's supposed to be a five minute podcast.
0: <laughs> the mouth of the South himself, Patrick Fingles. Here we go. Um man, I today's topic I wanna I'm excited to talk to you about because it's something that every single entrepreneur is going to experience. And that's getting knocked down, man. It's getting punched in the gut. And it could be any number of things. It could be by an employee, a competitor. We talked about competitors last week. It can be by a customer, all right? And so I wanna get kind of granular with this one, okay? I wanna first start with you just personally because somebody out there, man, yesterday, this morning, today, whatever it is, they lost. They lost a deal, they lost an employee, they lost a contract. They've just gotten punched in the gut, Patrick. When you when you have this this time, this moment, all right, can you talk about how you interpret it? How do you take it in at this point in your in your journey and your entrepreneurship journey? And has that changed in the last say say five, 10 years as you've grown and and become a better entrepreneur? So there's two things, and I love how these things all tie together. Like all these
1: things that we talk about, you can see like I take pretty much the same disciplines and principles and apply them to every variable in my life. So I'm going to bring up some things. And if you listen to the earlier, uh, uh, you know, sessions, you would hear this in week one, week two, week three, even as soon as last week or the week before, I think there was some schmatterings of it in there. So the question I want to ask is, how do you know you got punched? Let's let's, let's, let's work that through. Yeah, how do you know that you got punched? Customer, you just... Big deal got sold last night. You're super excited about it. Canceled this morning.
0: How do you know that that's punched in the gut? Okay, so the first thing that comes to my mind, brother, is that it's a punch in the gut because I care about it. If I didn't give a crap about that deal, if I didn't care, it wouldn't hurt. Like, I'm thinking about that punch in the gut. So, so hurts. for me, it hurts. It hurts, it the hurts. Gut. It
1: hurts right?
0: Yeah, because right. I, the I, there's that- some level of effort.
1: Yeah. So and the reason that punch in the guts hurt, man, it in really, you know, it, it's because it's it's like it's not supposed to happen, I guess. Like mm-hmm. are cancellations, or these punches, are they not supposed to happen?
0: I know where you're going. I'm, I'm yeah, you're right. Okay. So i, I I'm, we've talked about this in previous weeks, so I, I know a little bit about where I'm leading myself, what path I'm going down here. Yeah, 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 um,
1: yeah. So like remember, we talked about getting a flat tire. Minutes. You know, that half
0: feels minutes. like you know, you got
1: punched in the gut, man. I was God. I can't believe this, man. I've been trying to get this lady to pay us for three weeks. She told me to meet her at the parking lot promptly at four. I'm finally picking this check up and I got a flat tire. Why me? Why does this happen to me? Let me ask you something. Are you supposed to get flat tires?
0: You're gonna you're gonna get them. They're gonna happen.
1: And why are we gonna get them? Because tires are made of rubber and there's nails on the road, right? Like, just it's pretty logical. So I know this sounds like you aren't going to believe me, but I have gotten myself to a place where it's very hard for me to delineate between what is supposed to happen and what is not supposed to happen. So I actually just call them happenings. The biggest context around a problem. And really that's what a punch in the gut is like constant problems is that problems shouldn't be. So what I've learned along the way is problems most definitely should be not just for entrepreneurs for children, for, you know, my daughter's going to sixth grade. You don't think she's getting punched in the gut? You know, my wife, she doesn't, she's not an entrepreneur. She don't, she's staying home. You don't think she gets punched in the gut? You know? So, you know, I, I've had this context that problems shouldn't be. It's a disruption in my day. It's not supposed to happen. Why me? And that is the biggest problem with problems. The biggest problem with the problems is that you can delineate that they exist. If you can get yourself to a place that problems should be, and they will be. So there are no different between successes and failures. It's all just part of the pot. Then you just start to deal with whatever comes at you. It doesn't make a difference, whether it's perceived as a problem or perceived as a positive. And what starts to happen is you're able to deal with things in this clearer head and you're able to. Just solve them because at the end of the day, that's what you're going to do anyway. You know, I mean, that's what you're going to do. That deal canceled. You're going to move on from it. You're going to call. You're going to try to save it. Right? Maybe you do some cancel save training with the sales team, whatever the case may be. But like, you know, you're going to go into the motions anyway. So just go into the behavior. So I call them happenings. (laughs) because I was like, who should determine what should happen and what shouldn't happen? They're all just happenings. So now people like, as people create these things around problems. I look at problems as opportunities to get better. I can't even identify the difference between a problem and a success at this point. There's just all happenings in my life. There's things that are over here and there's things that are over here. You might think some things are supposed to happen and some things aren't. I've learned enough and matured enough to know that anything can happen and i want to have a nice clear head deal with it the best way possible we also talked about we also talked like remember you talked about going to bed on time and you were like well i can't you know i can't leave work and i was like what what do you mean you can't you can't leave work on time at the same time you, you can do whatever you want right so it goes down that same vein of like oh man this is a punch in the gut it's a punch in the gut cuz it's interpreted as a punch in the gut
0: okay you so know? let me, let me... I want to, I'm sorry. I don't want to forget this because I know that there's going to be a lot of contractors who feel this way when, especially when you're beginning your business, Patrick, or heck, I mean, when you're in the growth, what, what the growth stage, um, mm-hmm. it was the second stage right there where you're growing,
1: scale, um, up?
0: scale, you're scaling, scale, up, scale up yep. stage. Okay. When you're scaling up, I think that you can, you can attach your identity to the outcome of a project. A year, a quarter, a month, a week, a deal—you can—it's—it's it's part of you internalize it as being part of who you are. I'm the winner because I we closed this big deal. It is—it is affirming to who I am as a man and who I am as an entrepreneur. And I think that you asked that question: Why? How do you know it's a punch in the gut? I think that what for me personally, what I've struggled with is like when I don't when I don't close what I think I should. It's like almost like it, it, it takes the air out of who I am as a person. It it feels internal. It feels personal. Like my identity isn't in line with what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if that makes sense or maybe I'm, I'm going a little bit. And how does that
1: reaction help drive results?
0: Well, it's not driving results. It's beating myself up is what I'm doing. And to be very frank with you.
1: Correct, man. It's a marathon. You know, if you've got punched in the gut, would you rather know it, fall down, feel it, agonize in pain, and then get up and finish the marathon? Or would you rather get punched and like you didn't even know you got punched? You just kept running. <laughs> like I, you know, the same thing's gonna happen. You're gonna get up and finish anyway. How long you wanna lay there and roll around on the ground in pain? So like I totally get it. And it's I'm not talking about small things, man. I mean, I've walked into work before and like, Hey, this leader, my sales leader is quitting. And I'm like, all right, sales leader just quit. Great. No notice. But that's okay. Because my number one sales guy can just manage the team till I get a new sales leader in here. Guess who just quit the day after? I mean, his world is tumbling. I get it. You know, I've had lawsuits. I've had everything. Right. And they all just come at you and you just, just get to this place where you're like, Jesus, every single day, I'm going to work up and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go to work. And I'm going to deal with whatever comes at me. It's just whether or not I'm going to carry this fucking baggage of stress and anxiety, or whether I'm going to do it lightfooted. It doesn't matter. The outcome is going to be the same. We'll go out of business, I won't be able to make my payroll, I'll get sentenced to jail. Like, I don't care how big it is. Those things are going to happen regardless. It's just how well are you going to sleep at night? My first manager, man, my first manager, dude, I was dealing with some crap. And so I was working in sales. Selling windows like a freight train, and I was like every young salesperson. High maintenance. I was like a high performance player. Everything that happened to me in my personal life impacted my closing percentage. So my sales leader was not only that sales coach, but that therapist. Like most sales leaders know that they are. And I was going through. I got young, married really young. I was twenty years old. I had two kids by the time I was twenty-two, and me and my wife were going through a separation. And she was young and immature, and. You know, she had some issues and I didn't know where my kids were. And there was like other, oh, you know, you can imagine the stuff, right? And I'm this young person. I'm not equipped to deal with this emotionally. And like, dude, I was, I mean, the pressure in my chest at that point in my life was hard. Yeah. Real hard. And I walked in and he said, man, guilt's like a bag of bricks. Just sit it down and walk out of here. Just do the best you can. And go, go whistle. Just walk out of here whistling. It's not going to change the outcome of what will be. Your kids are going to deal with this shit. You're going to deal with this shit. You are going to get divorced. You're going to get back together. The anxiety associated with the actions does not impact the results for the positive, only for the negative. And I know it's hard, but I just walked out of there whistling. And yeah. then I went and I dealt with all the same shit and it wasn't great. It wasn't great for my kids. It wasn't great for her, but I just, I just go through it. So I'm telling you, like when I wake up at work and I walk into anything and you never know what life is going to throw at you any single day, it doesn't mean I don't get sad. I mean, if I come home and something like something happens to my children or something, of course I get sad and I get anxiety, but I really try. Remember it's the practice of leadership. It's not the perfection of it. It's the practice of it. But I really do try to practice that when you get punched in the gut, what hurts more than the physical punch is the feeling of being punched. So like the the thing canceled, it's gone. That big deal. Who gives a crap? You got to move forward from it. You know, you can move forward with with a bunch of emotional baggage or you can move forward whistling.
0: Well, let's kind of talk about.
1: Right. Go ahead.
0: Well I want to talk about that to kind of end the, my final question here for you cuz we've really kind of I love the stuff we brought full circle right here that we've talked about before. But let's say you are that contractor and we talked about this last week a little bit but I want to kind of hone in on it for this last question. You have a bad reputation in your area. You've let your company get away from you. You've had it, you've had some gut punches your company has taken it, your people have taken it and they're going out there man and they're competing against a bad reputation now. That maybe you personally, maybe as an entrepreneur, you've neglected your business and you know it. Now you're having to, to build back up. You're saying, okay, I'm committed now, Patrick, and I'm going to, I am going to get better. I'm going to start telling a better story. What is that first step, brother, that they need to take? They're, they're on their way into work right now. They know their business has been struggling. They've neglected their business and their reputation. They've taken the hits and the punches. Now what, how do they turn this thing around? What is the first step you advise that individual as they're going into that business today?
1: Yeah. Mankind is highly forgiving, man. Who do you want to be? Who are you? Not what have you done? Like, I don't know. I mean, that's the most succinct way I know how to say it. If you go in and you get your employees and you pull them in at the conference and you call in all hands and you sit up there as a leader and you say, man, here's what we've done it's not who I am. I want to be better than this. I want to do a better job than this. I want to be better for you. I want to be better for our customers. I don't even know how we got here.
0: We're going to
1: be better than this. And it's not a light switch guys. This is not a light switch. This is a commitment. It's the first step. Tell me what we need to do. How do we get better? Let's make a commitment. Let's make a promise. Let's own our mistakes. Let's own the faults and let's just get better and make it part of your sales story. I love what you said last week. You said, if you don't tell your story, somebody else will. We talked about the better business bureau. We talked about having a bad Yelp record or something and going to a house and somebody calling you out on it. Then you have to go to a place of defensive as opposed to walking in there and like pulling it out and saying, Hey, we have a one cheater. You know, I want to tell you who we are as a company. We're in a state of transition. You know, we made a lot of mistakes and we didn't do right by a lot of our customers and they let us know and they let us know online. So now a lot of our customers now are asking us, are you going to do those same things to me? And I'm here to tell you that this company has made a commitment, you know, but we cannot be a better business if nobody gives us the opportunity to show them that we are. You know, and you tug on the heartstrings of your consumers and you say, I am committed to ensuring not that there's no problems throughout your project, but that your problems are resolved swiftly. And then I'm gonna stay with you and communicate until it's done. And that's a commitment I can make as an employee. I will be here until you're 100% satisfied. You know, I can't promise you that we won't, you know, not ship enough shingles or something like that. I don't wanna make those commitments to you, but I can commit to resolving any issue or challenge you have and being communicative and prompt and on time and giving that to you. And if I deliver that, then that's the first step in us turning our business around. And that's why these online reviews exist, right? Not to put companies out of business, but to let them know that they need to do a better job. And I think that the companies that say, hey, we heard you and we're going to do a better job and make those commitments, consumers got to give them a chance or else they'll never have the opportunity. It's like it's vicious cycle, you know? And so that's what we talked about. So it's the same thing. You know, but it, it, it can't just be a sales pitch. There's got to be some merit behind it. And like I said, the reason I use the scenario of the single employee, because I'm a salesperson, I'm not even ready to vouch for the entirety of my company at this point in time. Because I know we still have production issues.
0: <laughs>
1: but where I can make a change is when you're upset and my phone rings, I will answer it and I will attack it head on. Because I sat in a thing with the owner yesterday and he said it's going to take all of us, doing something that we didn't do yesterday. Not all of us waiting for somebody else to fix it. And so like, that's how you do it. And you just make it better. You make commitments, you make it better and you put your weaknesses right on the top of the table. People love that shit because they always want to help, you know? And and so like, you know, they got three estimates from three other contractors anyway. You know, at least you're unique and there's honesty. It's like the Donald Trump thing, man. You ever seen the, uh, the Dave Chappelle skit on Donald oh, Trump. Oh, the Dave Chappelle is just did.
0: great. When he became a star, he's like, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. when he became right a star. He's yeah. like,
1: Damn, push it right back. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? his Dave so Chappelle beautiful. voice. It was oh, like, it's so man, beautiful. like, Yeah, you created the rules. You, man. It's just, it, it, the only thing Donald Trump had was, like, this shit was so outlandish. You're like, It's got to be true. It's true. Like, at least the yeah. guy's honest. I'll take that yeah. over a liar any day. So, like, and it's the scars, you know? So anyway, you know, I, I love that, man. It's one of my favorite things. Dave Chappelle, oh, when a star. Oh, it's yeah. so good. You I'm know? An
0: enormous...
1: So anyway, that, that was a long, that was a long speech, but I got a lot of passion in that because, you know, if you want to make your business better, it starts with you wanting to be better, not asking your people to do better.
0: Yeah. Who you are
1: gotta, you, you gotta say, here's where we are. I put us here. Here's who I wanna be. You're the core. Here's who I want to be.
0: I'll who are you, praying. man? I love I love that question to ask yourself, man, as a business owner and as an entrepreneur. You know, if you are that one star review, it's about time you came up and you said, That's who I've been. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that's who I love what you said it was the last week, but that's not who you have to be. Yeah. Um no one's no one's saying that you that's who you're you're relegated forever to be that person. You know yeah. you you can choose what the future holds for your company and i love that when it comes to getting knocked down um, everybody
1: loves the cinderella story man come on
0: damn right we do
1: um, you know what i'm saying i mean everybody everybody loves it man so create your cinderella story turn it around and like i said it, it's not something magical well you know we're not gonna be able to turn it around until we get all two contractors in here Bullshit shit, you can turn it around by apologizing for a bad contractor. You can go out there. You can send another contractor out there to fix it. You got there, you fix it yourself. You get your salespeople to answer the phones more. Like you just, everybody just steps up. Like, hey, we're not gonna not break shit because nothing's formally changed. It's still all the same of us. We haven't gotten like new systems and new processes. That's like episode three, if you wanna go back or whatever it was. But like, you know, like all that stuff helps. But just the acknowledgement of when we make a mistake, we're just gonna all run towards it. You know, that'll clean your Yelp reviews up like that. You know, most of the time, it's a bunch of people standing around, pointing a finger, waiting for somebody else, trying to assign blame instead of take self-responsibility, you know?
0: So. It ain't that tough, everybody. Get in there and make something happen today. I love it. If you're not where you want to be, man, you can go change it today. But I'm going to tell things. Happenings versus punching in the gut. We started. I love that. You know, I love your happenings. It's a great reminder for me. I, I, I want to, I'm going to go back and do some work on this one right here, brother. Are you at a point, Patrick, I wrote this down to myself, where what should happen and what should not happen are almost together within the same pot? That was my question to me. And that's my question to people out there. Are you too high on your own horse? Or are you too low? You know, or are you a person that you are, you're effectively communicating throughout your day, despite what is happening in your day? I think that's a great lesson for me, man, that I need to work on. I'll get back to you on that one. The successes and the failures in the same pot. And the final question I said to myself, and I ask everybody, who are you? Really ask yourself that question. Who are you? And and run your business today that's in accordance and in alignment with who you are. Um, you know, some big takeaways I got right there, Patrick. Thanks, man. Remember,
1: it's my gospel, but it's just your listenings. Right, so just well. make your own gospel. Make your own gospel. I say it humbly. You know, I talk with a lot of conviction. I do have some experience, and a lot of this comes from a place of experience. But it's the practice of leadership, and I'm I'm learning a lot every day, and I'm making mistakes every day, and I'm dealing with the same things. Uh, you know, I I always see that I. I get to hire people out of maybe larger companies, institutions, companies that are valued at a billion dollars. They come over and like they tell stories. I'm like, that place sounds like it's run just like my roofing company. (laughs) Because we're like, we're all in it together. And most of us are just good people trying to make it happen. And like I said, the biggest problem I think most companies have is it shouldn't be happening. I think corporations have done a really good job of just tolerating and just saying, oh, like, you know, like, like target. They're like, Oh no, we know we're going to lose 10% of our inventory to theft. Like imagine if you were a roofing company, you're like, I'm going to lose 10%. I got 30 employees. I'm gonna lose 10% of my inventory to theft. No way. So it's like, but it's like, man, you, you get so fixated on these things that shouldn't be that you forget just to enjoy the ride, man, and focus on the things that are working. Damn right. And it really, it really holds you back, man. Just you know, so I think corporations have figured out a way to do that. And that's how they've become so successful because they haven't done it on beautiful cultures and no theft and perfect process, right? They've done it on keeping their eye on what's important,
0: Damn you right. know? Stop so holding, just, yourself back. yeah, I love it. man. Just run, man. Folks, we're going to be back next week with week 17 leap into the week as always The Patrick your All right. Thanks so much for joining me, brother.